Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out in the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. As an Alliant Energy representative, I really enjoy helping businesses save. Today, I visited a business that asked for a free energy audit. After walking through their facility, I let the customers know how much money and energy they could be saving. Plus, I gave them an action plan detailing how to improve their energy efficiency. I showed them how they could save even more with rebates from Alliant Energy on equipment upgrades. If you are interested in saving energy and money, schedule a free energy audit at AlliantEnergy.com slash energy audit. You're listening to the Huddle Up Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. Oh, we're live. Oh, now we're live. Okay, good. Welcome in, guys. Let it, we got to let it breathe just for a moment. Bear with us while we bring on Facebook and get the whole tribe under the same tent here. And then we're going to get this party started proper. And looks like we are good. Welcome in, everybody, to the Huddle Up podcast presented by Mile High Huddle. I'm your host, Chad Jensen. With me is my partner in crime, my fellow football priest. He is the deputy editor of MileHighHuddle.com, Zach Kelberman. Zach, dude, uh, NFLPA strikes back. Actually, I think it's the other way around. NFL. No, yesterday we talked about the NFL statement. Today, NFLPA strikes back. I want to pull it up. Cliff Notes version is the NFLPA uh, lambasted the NFL league office for trying to exploit the Juwan James injury as a, as a negotiating tool in this labor dispute as the players boycott OTAs to get to their political, you know, uh, economic ends. What was your reaction to D. Maurice Smith, the boss of the NFLPA's statement? First of all, I'm so sick of the NFLPA constantly butting in, interjecting their own narratives and their own agendas here. But it came off like victim blaming to me because Juwan James was honoring what the NFLPA wanted him to do, which is work out away from the facility over concerns over the pandemic. And he works out on his own and tears his Achilles. So why would you get mad at the NFL for trying to exploit that? The NFL is calling into focus here what the issue is, and that's the issue stemming from the NFL's PA uh, the NFLPA's guidance to work out away from team facilities, which doesn't make any sense considering the bulk of the world-class level training staff, medical staff, coaches, everything you need is under that one roof. So I think the NFL was correct in saying that, you know, the team can come after Juwan James's money or uh, they're no longer obligated to pay him because he got injured away from the the workplace and that would happen chad for you for me for anyone out there that's a fact of everyday business and the nfl when you boil it down to its core it might be a multi-billion dollar business but it's a business at its core trying to actually find the freaking statement here uh may 6th i'm having a hard time finding it but when i do i'll bring it up but look here's the bottom line the nfl it's just like I was talking about the other day, uh, the other night when we were talking about how you know the precedent of Aaron Rodgers trying to you know basically strong arm. Hey, it's either Brian Gutekunst, the GM, 
or me, the Packers are not going to be allowed by the NFL at large, the other owners in the league office to cave to that because of the precedent it sets. You know, as soon as that news broke, Zach, as I theorized the other night, my guess would be guys like Jerry Jones and the top shelf owners of the league and probably even Pat Bowen, if he were still with us, he would have been one of them calling the Packers saying, hey, tough situation you're in, you know. Hit, you know, it's very touch and go, but you can't cave to this. You can't fire your GM uh, for a player. And it's a similar thing here where the NFL, man, you know, they don't, they're telling the Broncos, don't pay Juwan James. Do not pay Juwan James because they're going to continue to boycott OTAs. And if another player gets hurt, we don't want the precedent of you go went ahead and picked up his contract. So-and-so gets hurt of the Jacksonville Jaguars. And now, the NFLPA campaigns for us to pick up his contract, even though it happened away from the facility. And, you know, we don't want that to happen in the, it's a labor dispute what's going on right now. So it's very interesting. This is not just, I mean, a lot is being waged. A a PR battle is being waged in the court of public opinion. And so far I think the NFL is winning. And in the case of Juwan James, you know, the Denver Broncos, you, you hate to try and make anything positive out of something tragic, like a player suffering such a grievous injury that could actually threaten his career. But this is actually that it does have a silver lining for the Broncos. They finally got their out on Juwan James. They can move on from this dude, bite the bullet and, you know, try and forget about that heinous, heinous, heinous swing and a miss. Yeah, you know, I don't really have a horse in the race. It's not my money. So whether the Broncos pay Juwan James or don't pay Juwan James, it's all all good to me at the end of the day. But for some of the people that are saying Denver should do right by him, for what reason? I mean, first of all, the honor system doesn't work in the NFL. That's number one. Number two, why should they take care of him when he did nothing to take care of the Broncos? I mean, the Broncos already took care of him by making him at the time the highest paid right tackle in NFL history. And what did he do? 63 nondescript snaps. He opted out last season. He trained away from the facility. And I saw a comment that said uh, he probably deserves to be paid because he was training for the season. Every player is training for the season. He doesn't deserve kudos. He doesn't deserve $20 million for doing his job, which is getting ready for the season. It's already May. So it sucks for Juwan James again. Juwan James the human sucks for him. I feel bad for him. I hope he comes back from this stronger, healthier, better. But Juwan James, the player, doesn't deserve sympathy. He doesn't deserve NFLPA soapboxes or to be used as a pawn in negotiations. If the NFLPA didn't like this arrangement, they shouldn't have signed the CBA. So I found the memo that was leaked through, um, I think Tom Pelissero might have been the one that initially published it, but this is the NFLPA talking to themselves, all right? It's the, it's the leadership of the union talking to the players. It's a memo that goes out to every member of that union, and here's what they are saying. And then, of course, it got leaked on purpose to the public. Um, let me hear, Let me just read this. Uh, th- this is about halfway through the, the memo, but it says here, uh, we have been in touch with Juwan James. Despite the open threat of a non-football injury designation, Juwan was working out to stay in shape under a program recommended to him by his coach. Clubs who care about their players have often in the past honored a player's contract for simply working out to stay in shape. Your union stands firmly behind you, and we will continue to fight for every single player who is exercising his power under the CBA to do what is best for him. You are all professionals who work out year-round, regardless of where you are, 
and have always understood the risks of staying football ready. The NFL doesn't want to negotiate to address your concerns. They would rather dictate what you should be doing. Do not let them unsettle and divide you. We will hold another conference, et cetera, from J.C. Treader and D. Murray Smith. Close quote on that. And they called the NFL's uh, press release from yesterday gutless. All right. So, look, dude, this is something that if I'm a player and I saw that and I had millions on the table, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and follow the same cue as Dalton Reisner. I'm just showing up, you know, because if I get hurt away from the facility, the NFL has already said right now they're digging in on a position, Zach. They're not going to pay out. You get hurt, you know, unless you're like some key cornerstone player. If you're a quarterback, if you're, you know, knock on wood, if you're um, Dak Prescott, if you're Patrick Mahomes, maybe that would be a lot more accommodating because that player fits into the long-term picture of that respective team, right? But in the case of Juwan James, it's an extremely – it's unfortunate for James, Zach, but it's a very convenient uh, – I don't even want to call it a scapegoat, but it's a tool that's being used – Uh, in the court of public opinion, to the betterment of the NFL. And here's the bottom line um, as it relates to the players. Look, this is the CBA you agreed to, gang. You guys signed this CBA. You agreed to this collective. You bargained collectively, signed on the line that was dotted, and now halfway downstream you're trying to reverse course. I just don't think it makes much, much sense. If you're a vested veteran with high dollars at stake, hey, man, be very careful where you're working out if you're going to uh, continue to boycott the voluntary portion of OTAs. Uh, my advice to them would be just show up and do it at the facility. That way you got your I's dotted and your T's crossed. There's a lot of people out there that don't like unions, and this is kind of why. Look at that almost insightful language. Do not let them unsettle you. Do not let them divide you. I mean, what are we really getting at here? They don't, let's be honest, they don't care about Juwan James tearing his Achilles. They don't care about his career. They don't care about a season being gone, the NFLPA. They care about furthering their agenda, and this is just a pawn to move across the chessboard, Chad, to get to what they want, which is no workouts in person until training camp at the absolute earliest here. But this is my prediction. Knowing how the Broncos are always ahead of the story, always ahead of the headline, and knowing that Brandon McManus is becoming quickly a thorn in the side because he's their union rep, I have a feeling they're going to settle with Jawan James. They're going to have an injury settlement. They're not going to pay him the full 20 mil. I just think, though, Chad, I mean, you can disagree. I just think they, they always try to, I, I think, cater to the player. The Broncos, they're one organization, unlike the Cowboys, for example, where it's their way or the highway. It's the front office and then the players, and then that's it. It's a big divide there. With the Broncos, it seems like the inmates, and I say this complimentary, almost run the asylum. It might not happen, but I could see it happening with McManus kind of pushing that agenda. You know, if it if it were if we were still living in the in the pre NFL statement world where they referenced Juwan James and urged every team and urge players, come on in and are actively campaigning and putting pressure on the Broncos not to pay that contract. I'd, I'd be a little bit more inclined to agree with you on that, but I think this was a, a, this was a missive, right? This was a command from on high collectively as, as far as the brethren in the ownership circle of the NFL saying, look, Broncos guys, you got you to gotta fall in line on this. You got to think of us uh, as much as yourself. I mean, let, let's not forget, Broncos do have a dog in this fight. It is their $20 million over the next two uh, salary cap years at stake. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how it resolves, Zach. But either way, it's going to be a PR distraction for the Denver Broncos. It's unfortunate they lost the right tackle. And now it's going to be unfortunate. It will kind of drag through this offseason. At least it's offseason, right? It's not in-season drama. But nevertheless, it's a, it's a bit of a distraction. 
And this is where not having an owner really hurts the Broncos. They don't have a firm hand to step in and say, listen, we're not doing this or we are doing this. If it comes down to Joe Ellis versus the players, I think Joe Ellis would cave to that. Maybe they don't settle with him. I just think, like, you nailed it perfectly. It was kind of my point. The negative PR the Broncos would get, even indirectly from the injury, I think they want to mitigate that, and they could maybe reach some sort of settlement. Guys, (laughs) excuse me, we got a lot to get to tonight. The latest on the Aaron Rodgers scuttlebutt. We're going to get to that. We're going to see what is on your mind, the topics, the questions. I mean, with everything that has transpired, Zach, post-draft, we haven't really even been able to analyze all that much these draft picks because the conversation has was so consumed initially with Aaron Rodgers and quarterbacks. Then that has been hijacked now by the whole Jawan James issue, now the labor dispute, and then also looking ahead to – which offensive tackles the Broncos are actually going to sign here to replace Juwan James. So maybe we'll, uh, you know, get it. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. As an Alliant Energy representative, I really enjoy helping businesses save. Today, I visited a business that asked for a free energy audit. After walking through their facility, I let the customers know how much money and energy they could be saving. Plus, I gave them an action plan detailing how to improve their energy efficiency. I showed them how they could save even more with rebates from Alliant Energy on equipment upgrades. If you are interested in saving energy and money, schedule a free energy audit at AlliantEnergy.com slash energy audit. Some people were made to follow the instructions. We were made to make our own. To always measure twice and never cut corners. Unless, of course, we've got a compound miter saw. Northern Tool and Equipment is a problem solver's paradise. There's nothing we can't find, fix, or figure out together. We're made for this. Start solving your projects today at northerntool.com. A chance to talk about some of these some of these players, but uh, the Broncos drafted last week. But first, guys, before we get into all that, just a couple of really quick matters of business. Make sure you're following the show on Twitter, at HuddleUpPod. Connect with us there. Connect with us also at the main account, at Mile High Huddle. As you can see on the screen, my partner, Zach Kelberman, at Kelberman NFL on Twitter. Our producer, Buona Beast, at John K. MHH. He will soon be back in the saddle. Good news there. Myself, at Chad N. Jensen. Hey, this particular podcast presented, brought to you by the Mile High Huddle supporters on Facebook. If you want to become a super supporter on Facebook, it's pretty easy. It's $4.99 a month, all right? You click the big blue button on our Facebook page that says become a supporter. You're in like Flynn. You're supporting the cause. You're helping to keep the lights on for this premium video and podcasting content. And you get access to content no one else does, including Kelberman's Corner on Sundays at noon Mountain Time and the Trickle Zone Saturdays at noon. Check that out. And if you're with us live now on Facebook, and I can see here that several hundred of you are on with us right now from Facebook, You scroll down to where you would maybe put in a comment in the chat. You'll see that little green icon. If you click that, it'll walk you through uh, subscribing to become a supporter. Appreciate you. Check out the merch store game when you get a minute. HuddleUpPod.com. Get your swag on. Get a hat. Get a T-shirt. 
Let them hate. There's football priests. There's pick your favorite podcast. Pick your favorite design. Little something for everybody. And it's another great way to support what we are doing here at Mile High Huddle. All right. And if you're not in a position to do those things, it's all good. We do ask that you do these three things, though. All right. It doesn't cost you anything except a flick of the finger. Make sure you're subscribed. All right. Especially key on like YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. And by the way, Zach, we recently shifted our RSS feed because we have a pretty big uh, announcement coming down the pike for Mile High Huddle and the Huddle Up podcast. And we've been able to see better the analytics on who and how many people are listening to this show on demand. And it's pretty, uh, it's pretty stunning. It's pretty stunning. And Zach and I, we've had our hair blown back now that we have control and access to the analytics on our RSS feed to just to see just how many people are actually listening to this show just over the last two days on the RSS feed alone. Want proof of that? Look at that hair right there. Blown all the way back. back. So we love each and every one of you listening with us uh, on the other side. Right now, according to the analytics, it's close to 80,000 people. All right. So love each and every one of you. Um, But please make sure you're subbed and like this video if you're on YouTube, if you're on Facebook, guys. That helps get this content in front of other Broncos fans just like you who are ignorant of the fact that there's a great community out there of Broncos fans, passionate, dedicated, hardcore fans waiting to embrace them. And then three, guys, hey, it's the litmus test. If you think we're doing a good job for you, share this video. Help us continue to grow and reach those like-minded Broncos fans just like you. All right, Zach, I want to, as we continue to kind of wing it without our producer on the ones and the twos and keep up with our great Super Chat superstars, um, let me – oh, and there it did, it did the jump. So let me scroll up here and see what we got. Let's grab Michaela here. And it is, after all, Thursday. It is the Mile High Mailbag, that time in the week where we do take a peek inside because we are, as you can see here, let me do this, we are your football priests, right? Each and every week we're here to offer you the absolution and answers to your burning Broncos questions. And it starts with Michaela Parker, the Duchess of MHH, in the hizzy. Love you. Appreciate you. Thank you, Michaela. She says, what do you guys think? Uh, With the ESPN story saying Schefter made up his sources saying, Aaron Rodgers wanted out of Green Bay. So, Zach, in case people missed that scuttlebutt, some quick context. There were some questions about the timing. As you guys have heard me say before, I'm not a believer in coincidence, all right? I think that the whole timing of the story coming out was was there was a reason for it, all right? But I don't doubt it whatsoever. I mean, the, the Green Bay Packers themselves have acknowledged they're in a strange situation with Aaron Rodgers. Now, some of the other rumors we've heard, like about – the ultimatum that came from Yahoo Sports, I think it was Charles Robinson of Yahoo Sports that claimed Aaron Rodgers' ultimatum to Green Bay is get rid of the GM or else I'm gone, I'll retire, I won't play, or trade me. That, that's your ultimatum. Some of the other things, like the Jerry Krause comment, Zach, you referenced last night, I don't doubt the veracity of it at this point. Aaron Rodgers, if it, were, if it wasn't true, Michaela, Aaron Rodgers would have straight up said, called his favorite reporter, got in front of him and said, hey, this is BS. Let me, let me set the record straight. I still think so much of this is of Aaron Rodgers' own doing, though. He's putting a lot of this information out there to see how far it reaches, and it's it's a game. It's a game between the Packers and Rodgers at this point. I wasn't too abreast of the story. I thought that Schefter admitted he sat on it until the draft, 
but he knew about it months in advance. You know what it reminded me of, Chad, in a kind of a bigger way? Remember last year, Jay Glazer teased this ultra-groundbreaking news, and it turned out to be a random CV-positive player from the Rams, I think. It reminded me of that. Sometimes it happens in this business. Chad and I wouldn't do it, but a a reporter like Schefter, they hear information literally all day, every day, year-round, and they have so much stuff that doesn't even come out for months and weeks and even days. So that's what this situation is. I mean, I'm sure this situation didn't start on the draft. It didn't start this month, last month. It started years ago. It really uh, climaxed last year with the Jordan Love pick and apparently the release of Jake Cromwell, the receiver. So this is all coming to a head, and I'm sure Schefter and other insiders out there, they all hear the same information. They're all talking to the same people, whether it's Schefter, Rappaport, Tom Pellicero, Mike Garofalo. They're all hearing the same things. It's just that Schefter happens to be the one that broke it, and he's the one that's fed the most information. Guys, there are some tenets in journalism, all right? And one of them is when it comes to breaking news, um, if you don't have the information directly from the source, right, then it is incumbent upon you from an ethical perspective to get three sources surrounding the situation to corroborate whatever you're. So if you get a piece of information, Aaron Rodgers wants out of Green Bay and you heard it from his freaking hairdresser. It doesn't matter who it was, but it's someone close to Aaron Rodgers. You can't then go to Twitter and say uh, sources, you know, Rodgers wants out. You got to go. All right. I heard that. Mm, it's from kind of an obscure source, even though they deal with Rodgers. I know that there's a connection there. I'm going to sit back. But then you hear from maybe a wide receiver that that's the case. And you're like, dang, that's two. I'm going to go ahead and be a little bit more preemptive here, and I'm going to make a few phone calls. And then you get three sources telling you this. Then you can run with it. Then you ethically have the green light. I mean, editors and big publications, you know, they'll ultimately make that decision. But ethically, if you have three sources corroborating the same information, you can run with it. And let's face it. I mean, Schefter's an OG in this business. He's probably the number one guy in terms of breaking NFL news in the world. And so if he sat on this as long as he did, and from what I understand today, Zach, he talked to, uh, he appeared on the uh, Dan Patrick show. And on the show, he he said that, you know, this wasn't something that got dumped on him Thursday morning and he went, he went right. with it. These were pieces that were building, these sources that he was getting confirmation here over months And then I think probably where the rubber met the road is, and this is me giving him the benefit of the doubt on the timing is maybe he heard that one of his competitors an Ian Rappaport, uh, Mike Garofalo, someone was, was close to to trying to break it. And so he said, I got to go with it. And it just so happened to be on the draft. Now I don't believe that Zach. I think there was more of a strategic reason why it came out the day that it did, but nevertheless, that's just to help people understand this, this information doesn't just get pulled out of thin air. All right. I'm sure there's a lot of veracity to whatever everyone is hearing, but there is certainly a reason it was deliberate to to release that information on draft night. Schefter works for who? ESPN. On day one of the draft, how many people are watching ESPN, Chad? How many people are tuning into Schefter and everyone else out? Millions of people. So this was all to stage it where they can release the information, getting ahead of the story and hoping no one else breaks it on the number one night of the year in terms of the NFL offseason. That was staged. That was deliberate. But in terms of making up information, making up sources, this being fake news, I don't believe that. There's a lot of truth to it, but I think for sure when it came out, I think that was pre-planned. Raymond on Facebook, thanks for the huddle promo code for Manscaped. I bought the new lawnmower 4.0. 
cool to hear. Hey, we really enjoyed our partnership. That's over, by the way, with Manscaped. I'm sure the code will still work for you to get the, the discount. Uh, but our partnership with Manscaped, we really enjoyed that. That was a lot of fun. You know, we had to, some good laughs with it. And it's a product that we did believe in. We, as we would get stand up here during the reads and tell you, we used it every day ourselves and still so do it. We still do. We're sure uh, you'll like it too, Raymond. So thank you for supporting the, the sponsors that support the, the show. I would say send us a pick, but no moss okay. on that. It's okay. Um, Tom <laughs> up in Canada. Love you, bro. Thank you for the super. Nothing I'd give for Rogers says Tom. If Locke can win you 10 or 12 games, why would you want that diva? Peyton didn't come here with baggage guys. Yeah. He came with some baggage. It wasn't this it was up here. Harmonious. Yeah, correct. There was that concern. And by this point, you know, the issues, the drama that had existed between him and the Colts was in the rear view. He had been released. So, you know, I get what you're saying. I don't, I agree with you that Peyton Manning, the quarterback from a character perspective is not quite the unique duck (laughs) that Aaron Rodgers is. Um, But the word on the street, Zach, and this was, I want to say it came from Troy rank today of Denver seven. Um, let me see here. Let me make sure I get this information correct. Uh, he posits, and I, he might have picked this up somewhere. I'm not sure where he did, to be honest with you. But we were talking, Zach, in terms of package to land Rodgers. And, you know, again, uh, ESPN yesterday reporting that the Broncos are going to be in line to be the most aggressive to land Rodgers if and when the Packers make him available. We had heard through other speculation, like CBS Sports, it's going to be three ones, three, uh, two twos, and a cornerstone player. Well, might not be. It might. It sounds like the more realistic, feasible package for a 37-year-old, albeit the reigning MVP, but still 37-year-old Aaron Rodgers. Two ones, two twos, and a cornerstone player, maybe not quite a cornerstone, but like a Tim Patrick role player that has value today, but is still on the ascent, could end up being a cornerstone player either in Denver or with another team. Yeah, I don't know about only giving up two ones. I would feel like if the Packers are going to flip Rodgers, they're doing it where his value is at his highest coming off an MVP season. Why wouldn't you want to hold out? If he's under contract, you hold the leverage. Why wouldn't you hold out for three number ones and say, listen, we're not getting any offers. You can either sit out, retire, whatever you want to do. I don't want to really make it an Aaron Rodgers podcast. You mentioned the things we want to talk about tonight. I will say this, though, about his diva tendencies. What do they say about people, you know, cheaters? Never get in bed with a cheater because they'll cheat on you. Never get in bed with a diva because there'll be a diva with with you as well. So if he's pulling this crap and... As an Alliant Energy representative, I really enjoy helping businesses save. Today, I visited a business that asked for a free energy audit. After walking through their facility, I let the customers know how much money and energy they could be saving. Plus, I gave them an action plan detailing how to improve their energy efficiency. I showed them how they could save even more with rebates from Alliant Energy on equipment upgrades. If you are interested in saving energy and money, schedule a free energy audit at AlliantEnergy.com slash energy audit. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. 
Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Ram Power Days is going on now with our most powerful lineup of trucks ever. Hurry in and don't just feel the power, own it. And right now, get 0% APR financing plus $3,000 total bonus cash allowance on 2022 Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cab models equipped with a gas-powered V6 engine. Don't miss this great offer. Visit Ram.com to find your local Ram dealer today. Financing for all qualified buyers through Chrysler Capital. Not all buyers will qualify. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery by 1031-22. Green Bay, one of the most storied franchises in NFL history, coming off an MVP season, and he wants to reportedly, allegedly fire the GM because he cut a player and he gave him the input and his feelings were hurt. What makes you think, and this is not rhetorical, what makes you think he wouldn't do this if he gets his way and comes to Denver? Let's say they don't win a title in year one, maybe not even year two. What is stopping him, Chad, from pulling the same crap he's pulling in Green Bay right now? It's a concern. You know, it really is. Here's what Rank actually wrote today. Quote, what would it take to get Rodgers? From talking to industry sources, it would look something like this. First round picks in 22 and 23, a second rounder, one of those years, and a promising second rounder, one of those years, Zach. So two ones and one two. So two ones, one two, and a promising young player or players, ESPN proposed, Pat Sertan and Tim Patrick. And then he goes on to say, I think the Broncos would fight to keep Sertan. Uh, So I don't see him in the deal. I would suggest that a trade could involve Jerry Judy. And maybe the Packers ask for Bradley Chubb, though he is due to make increasingly more money on his fifth-year option in 2022. Chubb is considered a franchise cornerstone player, a leader, a culture setter. The Broncos, based on highly, on how highly they regard Chubb, um, copy edit, missed there, would not want him included. That said, if I'm the Broncos and the Packers take the call, I don't let them off the phone until I get a deal. Facing a sixth consecutive year without the postseason for the first time since 1960 to 1976 warrants this type of urgency. And then the last thing I'll read here, could two first-rounders, a two, Bridgewater, and a wideout get it done? Broncos would get Rodgers and a mid-round pick. Close quote, Zach. So that's a much more feasible package. Two ones, a two, and a Tim Patrick or and a Bradley Chubb. I mean, that's something that, to me, if you really believe Rodgers can get can get you to the, to the promised land, like that's a lot more livable for me than three ones, two twos, and, you know, all your best players. Well, yeah, obviously. I mean, I would do this deal as well, but I don't think the Packers would. I don't think they would get out of this without acquiring at least two ones, at least two twos, and an upper-tier player. Tim Patrick wouldn't do it. I don't think Jerry Judy would do it. They have Devontae Adams. Uh, They don't necessarily always want to go after pass catchers. Maybe Bradley Chubb. I wouldn't trade Sertan. I would think they would ask for more draft picks. If not three firsts, then a combination of mid-round picks, maybe three seconds, two seconds. I don't think one second and, and two ones will get this done. By the way, Zach, with where you can access the chat on your end through StreamYard, see if you can find Casey Nichols. Very, very 
uh, generous super. If not, I'll do it the uh, the old fashioned way. Uh, Brian, appreciate you, my friend. Connect with us on Twitter. All right. He says, "Can we keep Locke and still trade for Aaron?" Yeah, I mean, you could. What good would it do you though, right? Because Drew, he's under contract this year. 2022 is his walk year. So you get this year, you get next year. If you acquire Aaron Rodgers at 37, you know, he's probably planning on playing until he's at least 40. You got three years. I mean, you're just mixing the signals here. You're crossing the streams like Ghostbusters and might not be the most productive thing. It's kind of like what the Broncos did when Peyton Manning was not only feasible, but when the deal got done, there wasn't enough room for both Tim Tebow and Peyton Manning and Tim Tebow got dealt. I mean, you know, from a morale standpoint, I'm probably including Drew Locke in that package just to get rid of him because it would signal it's the end of the Locke era after an entire offseason teasing where he could be the guy and giving him barely an opportunity last year to be the guy with a full, you know, fair set of circumstances. There wouldn't be any future for Drew in Denver. They can always pick up a random rookie in the draft. They can look on the the waiver wire for a younger quarterback. So uh, if Rodgers does come here, there'd be no point in having uh, someone like Drew Locke. And maybe even Bridgewater would make more sense sense because he's more reliable, less injury prone of recent history. So I don't think Drew would have any value in a Rodgers, you know, quarterback offense. Uh, Johnny Baki, it's good to see you, brother. Uh, one of the co-hosts of the Nothing Rhymes with Orange and Blue podcast. Great to have you. He says, uh, what's good with you guys? Juwan James has been a blight on the Broncos and it's going to cut off. So I'm going to read it from over here. Juwan James has been a blight on the Broncos um, for... I, I don't know. It sucks having to find another right tackle. Better it happen now rather than later. Yeah, that's – look, you don't wish an injury on anybody, but this is now a prime opportunity for the Broncos to correct a mistake and absolutely capitalize on the legality of them not having to pay him. Look, even if Lauren Landau, the strength coach, Zach, said, hey, you know, if you're not going to show up to OTAs, here's some of the things that you can do to kind of stay in shape. Even if that was the suggestion or the direction from the coaches, look, dude, you got injured away from the facility. That qualifies as an NFI, a non-football injury. They don't got to pay you. And for the Broncos, you know, it sucks for James. And it does suck in part for the Broncos because he was their right tackle, right? He was the guy that was going to solve the issue. But after all that water under the bridge from 2019 with the weird knee injury, the, all that drama, and then he opts out. This is their chance to just move on, and I think they will take it. Yeah, and the good thing is Dennis Kelly's out there right now. You know, Charles Leno's out there right now. Even Bobby Massey. This is not where you have to rely on someone like Tamar Dotson, who is the best of a really bad bunch. Dennis Kelly, if signed, would be an upgrade on Juwan James in many ways. So in that sense, it's going to happen now. But I'm not really setting the bar that low where, okay, we're happy that the $51 million tackle – for the third consecutive season, is not going to play for the most for the whole season. But it better it happen in May, not in September. So it's really a sad situation. But uh, the Broncos can't really do anything about it. Have to just keep pushing forward. All right, guys. Here is you probably couldn't find Casey, right? Okay. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to see how this works. All right. Okay. Uh, oh man, it did the jump. Where'd he go? Dang it! There he is. Casey Nickel, love you, bro. Appreciate you. Your mug is on the way. Very generous super chat. Very, very generous. Love you, buddy. In the event the Broncos acquire Aaron Rodgers, what are your realistic thoughts of where this team could go, uh, where it stands? We all know a QB of that caliber can mask some holes that are there. 
A player like Aaron elevates everyone just like Manny. Again, Casey, thanks, bro. Thank you very much for that. Um, this team, we touched on this a little bit last night, but Zach, if you even if you give up a Bradley Chubb or you give up a Jerry Judy or, you know, hopefully not a Cortland Sutton, but even if you give up one of those type guys, Aaron Rodgers is suddenly the starting quarterback of the Denver Broncos. This is a team that can go blow for blow with Kansas City in the AFC West. The, the horses are there, you know, pun intended. The horses are there. Defensively, this team is loaded for bear, all right? What does that mean? When you go out on a hunt, you pack your weapons and your ammo, uh, you know, this will take down a, a deer. This will take down an elk. But would it take down a bear? If not, you better load for bear, right? You get loaded for bear. Broncos are ready to go, dude. And I think, you know, it poked it, in the same sense that if Rodgers steps in and, and takes over the ship, this is a team that can rock it into the stratosphere. The same holds true if they don't. And Drew even takes a modest step forward. This is a team that can be very, very. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies push boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They push girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies push boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They push girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Very surprising on the NFL stage in 2021. I agree. They can go toe-to-toe from a roster perspective, from a player perspective. And Rodgers, if he comes here, he would put a lot of lipstick on that pig. 
But underneath it all, it's still a pig. And that pig, in this case, is the Broncos coaching staff. So when you talk about Kansas City, it's still Vic Fangio versus Andy Reid. And that's my biggest concern. The quarterback can only take you so far. But if Vic Fangio is still blowing the clock, his defense is still collapsing, he has no time, uh, no situational management, no timeout skills, that's going to hurt the Broncos regardless of who's quarterbacking the team this year. So if they do get Aaron, I would hope that Vic Fangio and the coaching staff can coach to their abilities and not leave it all on the players this season. All right, let me uh, scroll a little bit here and see what we've got. Um, by the way, Flameboy871 on Twitter, good to have you with us. Appreciate you. Um, let me see here. We got some good action on Facebook. Um, <laughs> some some comedy in here. Um, stand by. I just want to try and be as democratic as possible. Here's Chris on Facebook. I don't want them to pay James, period. Uh, he He's trying to make a point that, that he, the argument that he might deserve the money, but personally I don't think they should because he's given the team nothing. See, that's the big thing about this, Zach, that you know really alters the equation is you know when something similar, it's not apples to apples, but when something similar happened to Ryan Clady, a non-football injury away from the facility, the Broncos played ball and paid his deal because he was their franchise left tackle. He had already proven to be. He had already paid his dues. Like he had already multi-year pro bowler. This was a guy that they wanted to to keep and nurture a good relationship. Juwan James does not. This is their, you know, this was their let's hope he can fit in year. Let's hope that he finally can kind of show us the faith that we put in him, that it was founded. And if he doesn't, if he were would have gone on to pull the same type of stuff in 2021 that he did last year and the year prior, I can promise you 2022 would have rolled around and this team was going to eat some dead money and move on from Jawan James. So this to them was like, all right, well, that, that nips that in the bud. We're ripping the Band-Aid off because he's not a part of the future. So, no, we're not going to pay him. I, I, I would be absolutely stunned if the Broncos even paid part of his salary. I don't think they will. And it's mostly because how he handled – what he did to the team, basically, you know, he took the money and chilled for two years. Yeah. I actually referenced this at the beginning of the show when people, some people are saying like Chris to his first point that maybe he deserves it because he was training for the season, but I'm not crediting him for doing what literally every single player, whether they're making 51 million or $51 should be doing at this stage of the off season, which is getting ready for the upcoming regular season and being the best they can for their team. And this after Shad playing 63 snaps in 2019 and opting out last year, he sat on his behind for an entire year. So the fact that he's training on May 5th, or May, whatever it was, May, and he, and he gets hurt. I'm not, I don't feel bad for Juwan James, the player. Juwan James, the human, yeah, but the Broncos literally and figuratively owe him nothing. An excellent point here from Free Earth Citizen on YouTube. The NFLPA should pay for private workout injury insurance for all players. The NFL is not an insurance company. Boom. And you know what? Uh, there have been other pro leagues that have done that. All right. That have said, you know, uh, players unions, I mean, that have taken that step to ensure that if a player gets hurt away from the facility, uh, training, whatever accident, you name it, they're covered through an insurance claim. And I think the NFLPA would be wise to take heed here to free your citizens uh, advice. It's also, you know, I I wanted to make this point a little earlier. It's so tone deaf, too, of the NFL and the NFLPA. 
I mean, right now around the country, millions of people are out of work. Millions of people can't afford food, insurance, basic utilities, basic necessities, and we're squabbling over whether the Broncos are going to pay $10 bucks to a player who didn't play last year to play a game. So there's bigger issues, I think, in the world right now, and that's why I'm not feeling too badly for Juwan James, who finessed the Broncos for, what was it, $17 million in 2019 altogether? I don't have too much... Uh, Tears flowing for that. Guys, if this was Garrett Bowles, the Broncos would be paying that money. They'd just pay him. He's paid his dues. You know, even during the years when he was very up and down, he was laying it on the line for the team. Juwan James has not done that yet. He just hasn't. And you can argue that he's kind of, you know, taken advantage of them. A lot of people believe that, all right? Uh, in media, in fans, that's pretty common opinion. I think a lot of people in our community right now listening to me say that are going like this. Yep. If it was Garrett Bowles, it'd be a different story. DeWalter Drills. And by the way, knock on wood. Good to have you, bro. Good to see you. Uh, We've loved having you back. So welcome. He says, I think if we want Aaron Rodgers, we get him now where we have low rookie contracts and it'll lessen the blow of the draft picks we would need to give up. I see his talent, but I have concerns with his character. Diva much? It's a fair point. It really is the last thing you have to say there. But, um, you know, that's another, again, whether it's Aaron Rodgers or Drew Locke, you know, the Broncos do have some money tied up in the on defense. Offensively, outside of Garrett and outside of Graham, everyone's still playing on rookie deals. Like, if, if Drew even takes a modest step forward, this is a team that could really make some noise for a couple of years until you either had to pay Drew or pay Cortland or, you know, name the player Dalton Reisner. So it's there's a reason why Aaron Rodgers likes Denver, and it's not just because his fiance uh, is from Boulder. It's not Green Bay, too. I think that's what appeals him about Denver. The thing is, though, what they would be saving on the rookie deals, they're going to actually – it equals out when you take on Rodgers' contract. I mean, he has fairly big salary cap number. He's under contract for the next couple seasons. And you would have to also lock down your core players. Chubb, Corlin Sutton, Jerry Judy in a few years. Otherwise, what's the point? You want to keep this offense together. You have a very small window if you acquire Rodgers. You have three or four years. And in three or four years, you have to resign players to maintain that open window. So it kind of all evens out from a money standpoint. Andy, good to see you, bro. Appreciate your support. You've been just really strong. Last couple months, I want to say, you've been really, really strong. Keep it up. And, uh, you know, I think we got a t-shirt coming your way very, very soon, my friend, as a small thank you to us or from us to you. He says, this is simple to me. The NFLPA shouldn't be arguing against the terms of the CBA when they agreed to and signed the CBA. Hashtag double standard. Agreed. Yes. The, the issue here is, look, everybody has an interest, right? Everyone has a, a self-interest. NFL has their self-interest. NFLPA has theirs. Well, the whole issue here, I'm sorry to say it. This is just my opinion, all right? I'm not trying to be insensitive or whatever. They're pointing to the, to the pandemic concerns as, hey, look what we're doing. This is a shiny object. Look here. But then the banana in the tailpipe is, They've never wanted to have to show up until training camp, basically. And this is their chance to kind of make it happen. This is They see this as their opportunity because of the pandemic, Zach, to really strong arm that into a reality when, as Andy points out, barely a year ago, they signed the new CBA that dictates all the terms that they're railing against now. So it's like, where were you then? 
Why did you sign the CBA if not showing up to OTAs was so important to you? Their public talking point, their PR talking point would be, well, that was before we knew we'd be laying our lives on the line because there's a pandemic. Dudes, you showed up to work every day for the NFL season. All right. But did you die? (laughs) This is the double standard, though, and this is what unions do. They agree to a deal, and then they consolidate power through sheer numbers, through sheer quantity of humans all gathering together under the same occupation, workspace, cause, whatever, and they want to use that power and leverage that for new terms to that deal. It doesn't work that way. And for anyone who wants to draw the comparison, look what's going on around the country right now with the teachers' unions. You can do your own homework on that. It's the same kind of situation, and they're taking a lot of the power away from the other side. And that's what the NFLPA is trying to do, but they can't. They agreed to the NFLPA and the CBA, I mean, and they also ratified that just last year, and they were fine with it. Now, suddenly, we're in year two of the pandemic, and things are opening back up. Things are getting back to normal, and they want to have more Uh, stricter restrictions. They want to have more rules in place. They want to have more power. They're trying to consolidate. It doesn't work that way. And the sad part of this, like I said, they're all for the players. They're all for unifying the players and their causes. They don't give a crap about Juwan James. They don't care about him at all. This is all to further their own agenda, which they fell back on in the first place. And they're trying to kind of save their own hides. The truth stingeth. The truth hurts, but it shall set you free. James Boyd. Good to see you, bro. Thank you. Trade Judy and Locke and three first rounders to keep this, what should be a top five defense together. Go get A-Rod and that sucks for Juwan James, but you know, screw him basically is what he's saying. Um, Well, James, word on the street is it's not going to take three ones to ply Aaron Rodgers off of Green Bay's hands. Time will tell, Zach. Yeah, if Troy Rank is hearing correctly, I think the Broncos should make that deal on June 2nd when the clock strikes midnight. I just think it's going to take more than than that package, either three number ones or a collection of twos, and certainly not just Tim Patrick is the player that's going to close the deal and that potential deal. Shout out to our top star senders so far tonight on Facebook, Gary Leeds Palmer. Lots of familiar names here. In fact, every one of them, Brad Murdoch, Dave Glassman, Travis Tarbox, appreciate you guys, man. Those stars, it uh, takes care of the channel. So thank you very much, man. Really appreciate you. Uh, And Travis's comment here, Zach, sorry he got hurt, but James hasn't done anything for our franchise. Definitely didn't deserve his contract. He deserved an undrafted free agent money at the least, like the minimum. Yeah, it. I mean, it's it's a very soured relationship. And I think the Broncos, because they didn't have a choice – you know, we're ready to try and mend that fence and try and look past the past. But here's their opportunity, staring them in the face. They no longer have to do that. And it sucks. You got to kind of scramble and find a new right tackle. But fortunately, Zach, this isn't the doorstep of the season like last year where all the decent guys were swooped. There's still some legit options out there, as you named. Dennis Kelly, Broncos are meeting with him uh, next week. Charles Leno, Bobby Massey, Broncos are meeting with him next week. If you want to get a little bit more mercurial and kind of roll the dice, boom or bust, the best right tackle in the NFL for the last five years, Mitchell Schwartz, available. Now, he was coming off a of back surgery that he just had in February, but that's the silver lining, Zach. 
and Rick Wagner, who uh, played with Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. There's a lot of good tackles out there that Broncos could uh, bolster the position with. And I don't feel bad for Juwan James. And, you know, to your point before, Chad, if it was Garrett Bowles, they would have paid his salary. I mean, look at, to use a real-life example, look at Von Miller. I mean, he didn't play last year. He had a freak injury, and what did George Payton do? He picked up his his, his contract option for the season. He didn't restructure. He didn't cut him and re-sign him back. He It was a good-faith move because Vaughn, unlike Juwan James, has contributed so much to the Broncos franchise, and he's such an import, important part of the fabric of the community, of the team, of the locker room. If Juwan James was that, they would take care of him, but he's the furthest thing. He's the antithesis of that. Literally, the antithesis. Dave from Georgia, what's up, bro? Good to see you. I hope you're doing well. Thank you. He says, the bottom line, the NFLPA gave the players bad advice. Hashtag state of being, hashtag football priests. That they did, you know. Um, Unfortunately, there has to be casualties in every war that is waged, whether it's figurative or not. And in this case, Juwan James has been sacrificed to the CBA gods. I don't think it's going to provide the type of blessings that the – NFLPA is hoping for. The NFL is going to win this. The NFLPA, I don't know how long Treader's been in that position, but it seems like they've gone downhill. They missed Joe Thomas, who when he was, I believe he was the NFLPA president for a while in Cleveland, uh, he had things unifying between the NFL and the NFLPA. It just seems like under Treader and D. Maury Smith, who was the president, now he's the executive, he's pulling the strings on a lot of these decisions, and you're right. They got horrible advice, the players did, from the NFLPA, Juwan James included. I don't remember exactly what role. Um, I thought he was the the president. Maybe I'm mistaken. I'm not sure either. I remember back in the day it was Dominique Foxworth, a former Denver Broncos second-round pick that ended up moving on to Baltimore, having a decent career before uh, becoming a a lawyer and, and getting with the NFLPA. But either way, I agree with your point, Zach. This current leadership, they're just off the mark a little bit. There's something not quite cohesive here. There's something missed and lost in the shuffle. Let's grab Justin Jarvis, AKA JJ in the house. What's up, dude? Thank you. If you stop getting paid, are you going to show up to work? So why would you expect your employer to pay you when you can't work? Sorry guys, no Twitter. All right, cool. No worries on the Twitter thing, bro. If you ever get a a Twitter account, reach out. We'll uh, love to keep the combo going. Many superstars have for what it's worth opened a Twitter account just so that we can keep the conversation going after these podcasts. But, but yeah, dude, I mean, it's uh it's a pretty, it's, it's one of the principles of economics, you know, you show up to work, you get paid, right? You trade your labor for their dollar. And in this case, you know, you could have protected yourself. You could have guaranteed in so many ways that you got that money, but you got to show up and do what the employer was expecting you to do. And in this case, under a collectively bargained, legal document that you indirectly agreed to by being a member of the NFLPA. Well, first of all, if I opted out of my job for an entire year when I wasn't sick, I'm pretty sure I wouldn't have a job. And then, and my contract wouldn't toll over till the next year, Chad, $10 million. So I'm not, I'm not feeling too bad for a player who already collected $17 million in 2019 for 63 snaps. So again, it sucks for him, the human being, for for him, the player. I have no sympathy. It's a business. It's it's an unfortunate break, but it's dog eat dog. And he knew the circumstances when he worked away from the facility. Chad, if my employer told me you have to train on our premises, I'm training on their premises. I'm not disobeying that. Know what the expectation is. 
know what the expectation is and then also how it corresponds to your paycheck, right? And then meet it. Uh, Jeremy Hancock, what's up, dude? Appreciate you. My firstborn is due in June. Yo, I got a kid coming in June. We're going to have a couple of June Bronco babies coming. Congrats, man. I'm close to be willing to offer him in a trade for Rodgers, his firstborn. Kidding, but uh, get Rodgers here. We have the best uh, offensive talent he may have ever had. I agree that uh, this is some primed – again, you got the horses to hit the ground running if you're Aaron Rodgers landing in Denver. And in the same way, it's one of the reasons why, look, don't set yourselves up for just despondent disappointment here. There's a really good chance, probably better than 50-50, he doesn't end up in Denver. But that same principle, Jeremy, of the horses that are there offensively applies whether it's Drew Locke, Teddy Bridgewater, Aaron Rodgers. Drew Locke could end up having a big year, guys, if you know he gets the chances he's getting to be with Pat Shermer during the offseason, be with Mike Shula, be with as many of his teammates as possible. So it could be 2021, the finally, you know, that offensive fireworks that we were hoping and expecting to see last year before the, that bug decimated the, the planet. Jeremy, I think you can save your firstborn. I think an extra second-round pick or a player could do it for that trade. And he would it would be the most talent because he's the Green Bay has pissed Rodgers off by not surrounding him with talent, receivers, running backs, pass catchers, even though he had Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams. But let me say this to your point about Drew Locke. If they don't acquire Rodgers, that's a huge signal of confidence for Drew for 2021. I mean, he can look at that and say, listen, they passed on Deshaun Watson, they passed on Fields, they passed on Rodgers, indirectly or not, you know, uh, uh, you know, um, apparent or not, and I have the mantle for this season, and I'm going to show them why it was a smart decision not getting someone like that in the building. This is really bizarre. So I don't know what it was, Zach. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. 
Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Two or three pods ago, somehow my age and that I'm, I'm you know, older than I look came up. And then it came up on Twitter. And I think it was JT. Everyone knows JT, superstar over in the UK. Misinterpreted that and, congre- and, and thought I was talking about, oh, he's talking about his age. It must be his birthday. Happy birthday, Chad. Zach, it's been tweet after tweet. Comment after comment, wishing me a happy birthday. Guys, I love you. Thank you for the – hey, thanks for thinking of me. I'm a Sagittarius, though, gang. My birthday doesn't come till December. So, John, appreciate the, the thought, though, buddy. You're like Elway, where every other day is his birthday. So it's, <laughs> yeah. it's a running, long-running meme. Uh, all right, let me see here. We're at 50 minutes. Um, let's grab uh, – oh, he told us how to pronounce it. I'm trying to remember. Kiaka. I think. I think you're right. Um, Zach, Chad, I don't feel this sends a bad message to the Broncos players by the front office if they don't pay Juwan simply because of the message sent to teammates and the organization via James. Very, very um, insightful comment here, my friend. And it's it kind of speaks to what Garrett Bowles, you know, his Freudian moment three, four months ago where he said, look, Juwan James, we're going to welcome him back, but he's going to have to earn our trust back. That's just that's the players, right? The team, man, they're the ones that are dealing with the bottom line and counting the beans. Dude, they've been the, the whole shtick James has brought to the table since arriving here has grown thin on them a long time ago. Trust, yeah, that's the thing. It's it's what message does that send? Where okay, you're not going to show up for a year, you're going to take 63 snaps and not come back, even though you could have from that injury potentially. And you're going to, the team's going to do right by you, pay you 10, 20 million dollars. I think, you know, you mentioned the Bulls comment, and then George Payton in his pre draft presser, he said, We expect James to start and play well this year. That was more GM speak. I think that was Payton trying to talk himself into Juwan James. The Bulls comment was the real deal truth about how the Broncos locker room felt about Juwan. They would welcome him back, but I believe Bowles said they're not going to roll out the red carpet for him. He has to work his way back and build his way back and earn their trust, which is true. Zach, the stream jumper. And it's really janky trying to do it the way I did it with with Casey Nickel. Uh, so I'm just going to give the props to the queen of MHH that she deserves right now. Christy, love you. Thank you for the super chat. What's going on? How are the girls doing with softball and all that? We're running around crazy with my daughter doing softball right now. So I feel you on all that, you know, chasing practices and the get togethers and then the games and got to be here, got to be there. But anyway, hope you're doing well. Appreciate you. Thank you, Christy. Love you. Um, all right, let me see here real quick, Zach. We got one, another one from Andy. Appreciate you, Andy, again, buddy. Who do you guys think would have would have a better chance to win Rookie of the Year, Patrick Sertan or Javante Williams? Excited about this rookie class. Yeah, I want to bring up before we get out of here, Eric Trickle's article he published today, which kind of touches on which rookie he expects to have the biggest impact in 2021, and that's Javante Williams. Why? 
Well, look at the way the depth chart is stacked. All right. For Sertan to see the field, he's got to unseat four veterans. He's got to unseat at the bottom up Michael O.J. Mudia, then Bryce Callahan, then Ronald Darby, then Kyle Fuller potentially to really see those starter snaps. Whereas Javante, or not just unseat, but, you know, guys ahead of him getting unlucky with the injury bug or something. Javante is one degree of separation away from even if he doesn't win it in training camp from getting the rock right with Melvin Gordon. So of those two guys, I got to tell you, I would say it's Javante Williams. Yeah, I agree. And I actually put this tweet out a few days ago. I believe it was uh sports sports betting. AG uh, said that Javante Williams is the leading uh, rookie running back candidate to lead the NFL in total touchdowns among rookie runners. That's over Najee Harris. So if he, you know, hits that mark, he has a chance. But rookie of the year, Chad, at least on offense, always goes to quarterbacks. So, you know, usually whether it's, you know, Fields, whether it's uh, Trevor Lawrence, whether it's Zach Wilson, as long as they stay healthy, I think they'll win that. Uh, Sertan on defense, he has some players to overcome. But as long as Williams. I, you know, hits his mark. If he takes over Melvin Gordon's job, if he's the RB one going forward by midseason, I'll be happy with that. Awards aside, Jess, again, what's up, dude? He says and thank you. Just break up with them already, Aaron. Dang. Hashtag Broncos. He's angling for it, but guys, if anything happens on the Aaron Rodgers front, and that's a big if, it's not going to happen till June second, right? <clears throat> at the soonest because of the dead cap incentive the, the Packers are trying to uh, avoid, basically. So stay tuned to the Huddle Up podcast. Amen. All right. We got to kind of, mo- you know, rapid fire, mow through our remaining Super Chat superstars. Appreciate all of you being very, very patient. We're going to get to each of you before we dip on out. Tom again up in Canada. Rodgers is 7-8 and eight in the postseason. I don't want him. Yeah, that's the big knock on Rodgers. It's uh, not that he can't win the big one. He has won the big one. It's that he's gotten so close many times since. Is it four? I think four NFC title game appearances since yeah. winning the Super Bowl in the 2010 season. Uh, can't get over the hump. Can't get over the hump. So, you know, it's a it's an issue. But sometimes those things are, are quite often overblown. Like I remember when uh, Peyton Manning finally won the Super Bowl for the Colts with the Colts in 2006. So that by that point, he was in his, what, seventh or eighth year, whatever it was. And the book on Peyton was Star Wars numbers, but he can't win the big one. And then he finally got the big one, and that kind of faded out. And then he went back again three years later, lost to the Saints. Uh, All right, so now you're one and one. Then he went back again, Zach, with the Broncos, loses in a big fashion to the Seahawks. Now he's starting to get some of that same kind of, you know, negative postseason juice. And then he finally punctuates the whole thing with the, you know, the swan song in Super Bowl 50. I will say this about Aaron, though. Some of the losses were due to coaching. I mean, so many times Mike McCarthy would come up very small. And even last year, Matt LaFleur looked like the next, you know, great uh, wonderkin head coach in the NFL. And what did he do against the Bucks in the NFC title game? He kicked that field goal. And there is a theory out there that that, among everything else, was the final straw that broke Rodgers' back. I mean, LaFleur not giving Rodgers a chance to win, uh, taking the ball out of his hands, not advancing the team to a title game, not overcoming and beating Brady. I think that was what could have uh, uh, cemented the divorce between Rodgers and Green Bay. Maybe. All right, we got one from Bradley B.D. Dunton. What's up, dude? Good to see you. Thanks for the super. I'm trusting George Payton will find a better team player, um, RG, right? RG? Team player, 
right tackle, right tackle is what he means probably. This will fill one of the least, uh, one of the last weak points on this team. George will find a great solution. Hashtag MHH, hashtag Denver Broncos for life. Yeah, I mean, probably every player in the NFL is a better team player than Juwan James. Like, there might not be a worse <laughs> team player. I, I don't know. Joe Flacco is pretty bad, Chad. A guy who said he wouldn't mentor his younger quarterback and turned away from him on the sideline. That was pretty up there, too. But Jennifer King, what's up? Thank you, my friend. She says, I wonder if players actually read their contracts. Stevie Wonder could have seen a James injury coming. $17 million for 63 snaps is redonk. Amen. I mean, you said it perfectly there, Jennifer. And we're supposed to feel bad for him. I mean, the guy collected more money than all of us will ever see combined in our lifetime, more than likely. And we're supposed to feel bad for him for playing a handful of snaps, a handful of days in a given year. No way, Jose. Here's one from Bill Anderson. Thank you, Bill. Good to see you. Jumping in late. We'll watch later. Just want to show some love. Hats off, my dog. Great job with the draft. Love the Maulers at guard the last two years. Yeah, man. I mean, Natani Muti in the sixth last year, and then you get Quinn Miners in the third this year. Definitely shaping up nicely. I mean, I love Dalton Reisner, but he took a little bit, just a little bit of a step back last year. Broncos paid Graham Glasgow. Both those guys are going to feel some pressure this year, and that can only make, I think, the O-line better. I might be in the minority here, Shocker, but I'm excited about Miners. The the player that's getting me the most excited, though, is Matani Muti. If he gets a chance to start this year, based on what we saw last year, I was just so impressed from a rookie who had no prior experience, no prior uh, uh, real action to, to fall back on. He looked like a beast in the running game. He is so freaking strong, Chad. So when he does get his chance, when he does end up starting, I think that's a matter of time. I cannot wait to watch the Broncos running game with Pookie Williams thrive behind that O-line. All right, we really got a rapid fire because we've got some great supporters out there waiting and we're running out of time. Big Chonkers, what up, dude? A newer name on Super Chat. Appreciate you. Thank you. Bias aside, both Denver and James signed the contract. Is that a slang word that I'm not I'm not privy to? I didn't is, is does that mean something I'm missing out on? I don't know. Am I'm just taking I'm taking away the C from that word. Okay. All right, all right, all right. Both Denver and James signed the contract. It's not Denver's fault that James listened to the NFLPA. The union should be at fault. Yeah, James, take it up with the NFLPA. And if you file a grievance because the Broncos don't right. pay you, call D. Maurice Smith and J.C. Treader and you know say, "Hey, I, you owe me twenty million bucks, y'all." Or take some of that seventeen million and get your Achilles fixed. I mean, it's really as simple as that. I'm sure he has private insurance. Mister Westside, what's up, dude? Another newer name. Welcome. Connect on Twitter. I think James opted out in 2020 to take a break from the NFL. I also think he gained weight, and that's why he wasn't working out at the team facility. Well, it wouldn't be surprising if he did gain some weight, Mr. Westside, but one thing that you're missing here is James has been. Here's what's so tragically ironic for Johan James, Zach. He has been at the facility in the offseason. He's been showing up. But then when the NFLPA with voluntary uh, show up, you know, OTAs barreling down, said don't show, then he stopped coming. He had been going, Zach. I know. Sucks for you, JJ. Juwan it, James. It, it really does. And I, I don't – did he have a high-risk family member last year? What was the reason I he opted was, out? I think, if I remember right, his mother, if I'm not mistaken. 
But then you um, had players like Von Miller who had asthma, who had a factor that would, you know, uh, s- speed up or, or, you know, make the illness more severe. And he played or he wanted to last year, Chad. So it just sent a bad message that he, after only playing a handful of snaps, being the highest pay guy in his position, and then opting out of the entire season, I, I get why Bowl said what he said. Big chonkers again. Thank you, bro. I'd be really surprised if Denver gave up offensive studs for Aaron Rodgers. Those two are likely much of the reason why he wants to be here. You know, speaking to Jerry Judy, speaking to Tim Patrick. Agreed. And by the way, I, I almost forgot. Thoughts and prayers up to Noah Fant, whose mother yes. passed away. Yes, Tragic, tragic. So give positive thoughts, energy, prayers uh, towards Noah Fant. Yeah, that's that's horrible. Um, Dale Rude, good to see you, buddy. Appreciate you. First, three firsts and two seconds for Rodgers. In a few years, we can repeat for someone like Dak. Just kidding. Let's develop our own players. Hashtag Denver Broncos for life. Hashtag Lock 2021. He's ready for Drew Lock 2021. I'm not giving up hope on Dak, though, Chad. So maybe Dak 2024. I think Dak comes back big and bigger and badder. I do. Oh, I yeah. think he, he comes back and makes a statement. But Comeback player of the year, Lock. Mm-hmm. Andy, again. Uh, nope, we got that one. We got that, Andy. All right. Awesome. Let me jump over here, and then we'll circle back. Dennis Woods, what's up, bro? Good to see you. Thank you. Say bye to James then. Do what, Say bye to James, then do whatever you have to to get Aaron Rodgers. May not have these weapons and defense forever. Need to strike while the iron's hot. That's one of my favorite sayings, by the way. Also similar, make hay while the sun is shining. We feel you on that. Um, you know, the Broncos are going to be lining up once, if and when, the Packers cave. Yep. Stay tuned. Stayeth tuned. Uh, Simon, what's up, dude? You also got a mug coming, so let us know when you get it. All right? Appreciate you, brother. Rodgers is a prima donna. However, he is also an excellent quarterback. Proper stroking of ego could provide some serious playoff success. I trust Peyton will be patient and back out if the price gets too high. Love for the MHH family. Appreciate you, Simon. Yeah, I mean, you're going to always – I wonder. We were grasping at this last night. There has to be a bridge too far for a 37-year-old quarterback, whether he's the reigning MVP or not, beats me on what that is. I mean, I'm not in those shoes. I'm not in George Payton's shoes where I have to make that decision. But, look, you're going to see guy teams like the Broncos, the Raiders, really competing price-wise to convince the Packers, no, our deal's the best. Price will continue to climb. I would love to believe that what, uh, what Troy Rank is hearing, the two ones, a two, and a player – would get the deal done. I'm inclined to agree with Zach. I don't think it will. Aggressive, but not reckless. He told you what he's going to be. He told you what he's going to do, George Payton. So yeah, he'll check into the price for Rogers. I'm sure he's made some calls to green Bay or will make some calls, but there is a bridge too far. And only George Payton knows that, but what I can go on and I know they're two different quarterbacks, but if he kind of bowed out of the Stafford talks, if those were a bridge too far, then what is going to be for Rodgers? If it's three first-round picks, let's say, and a player like Chubb, I think maybe George Payton, that would be, you know, thanks but no thanks. We have Drew. We have Teddy. We'll move on. Peter Parker, we got Spider-Man in the house. With great power comes great responsibility. None exemplifies this maxim better than Peter Parker. What's up, dude? Gents, do you think the tampering claim by the Packers front office will have any type of awkward impact on negotiations for Rodgers? Zach, to my knowledge, there's been no official claim by the Packers that anyone's tampering. Um, I know there's been scuttlebutt rumors percolating on the edges that 
Denver and maybe another team could be accused of tampering. But tampering, gang, it's a hard thing to prove unless you got direct provenance of George Payton cell service, you know, cell number contacting Aaron Rodgers. And even that I'm not sure would do it. Like tampering thing, it's it's pretty hard to prove. It is, yeah. And uh, I think uh, this is my theory. So much of this is being – played out through the media, the, the the airing of public laundry through the media, Chad. And I think uh, Rodgers is doing that and the Packers were doing that. I think they're the ones that put out there, uh, or Rodgers camp did that, the Packers were tampering with the Broncos and the Niners. There is a game. It's a back and forth, a chess match between Rodgers and Green Bay. It's a game of chicken. Who blinks first? Kane Dawson, what's up, dude? Thank you. Newer name, connect on Twitter. Just saying what's up on my short break tonight. Hey, dude, appreciate you stopping in. Seriously, thank you. Um all right, let's see what else we got here. We leave no superstar out in the cold, including James Boyd. Again, thank you, bro. How many weapons do you need? At the end of the day, we look at one man without talent. He's MVP. One man with almost everything ranked terrible, not hard. So he's saying, look, Drew had all the weapons ranked poorly. You know, Rodgers didn't have the greatest weapons, set the league on fire last year. That's absolutely true in terms of just going off the stats. But there is something to be said, as we talked about the other night, about a little phenomenon that has kind of taken hold in the NFL at large, including Broncos country, called Drew Locke derangement syndrome. And a little – I think it gets his – there's certain stats that get cherry-picked from him last year uh, that just get – too much is made of them. Too much is made of them. But nevertheless, your point, James, it's there. We get you. That's why we're saying if you can get a deal done with Aaron Rodgers, of course you take Aaron Rodgers, but it's a big if. Well, maybe I'm misinterpreting it because I don't think your point's all there. Did he really have everything last year? He lost his number one wide receiver. He lost his right tackle. He had a rookie center. His left guard was crumbling. His right guard was crumbling. He was throwing to two rookie receivers. His offensive coordinator was ignoring the one uh, spark plug, two spark plugs, Noah Fan and Phillip Lindsay. So can you really say he had everything last year? This is, again, where Locke just doesn't get the benefit of the doubt, Chad. He, he, it, there is facts that are overlooked when it comes to Drew Locke, and I don't understand why. Tyler Randall, what's up, dude? Good to see you. Thanks for the super, brother. Thank you. And uh, we're looking forward to having you on the show very, very soon. Zach, off the top rope wow. comes our friend Dale from wow. Paradise. All right? This man lives in Paradise. Indeed. Hats off. Love you, Dale. Y'all you don't want to see that, but, but Dale makes us do that. <laughs> you blew my hair back so much just now, dude, that it just went gone. <laughs> Love you, bro. He says, uh, Juwan James deserves nothing he did nothing sorry he got injured but but this certainly feels like karma personally i'm glad we don't have to navigate the what ifs anymore concerning juan and the right tackle spot we can roll out the red carpet for the next in line good job gents seriously dale i mean thank you bro seriously keeping the lights on love you bro but his point zach um i mean we've echoed that tonight on multiple fronts, and now the Broncos can go out and finally find a team guy, a solution at right tackle. And I'm rolling out the red carpet to an extent for Dennis Kelly. I, I think he's the perfect match, and I think he would actually, in a lot of ways, be an upgrade on Jawan James. So I'm looking at maybe a multi-year deal. Nothing market resetting, but I think he's the guy the Broncos should and will target next week. All right, we got just two or three more, and then we do got to get out of here for tonight. Here is one from Josh, a.k.a. Rogue Theory. What's up, bro? Good to see you. Thank you again, my friend. By the way, you got to see what I'm cooking up on the, on the music side. I'll share the, the most recent here very, very soon with you. 
I swear Zach frustrates. Uh, I, I swear Zach frustrated is my spirit animal. <laughs> we sure. just roll with Locke and pick up some right tackles and get some chemistry going. I'm tired of all the talk of selling half our team um, and a future for a quick fix. Boom. Can we just get a quarterback decision made, whether it's Rodgers or Locke? I just want to go into the season knowing who's the quarterback and get off this topic, Chad. It's been months now. That was one thing nice about 2020, right? We didn't have that for speculation. Once. Yeah. Sal, what's up, dude? Newer name. Thank you. Appreciate you. Connect on Twitter. Love what y'all do. Running late, but I'll watch the rerun at work. Salute. Love you, buddy. Appreciate you. Um, All right. Let me see. I want to make sure we don't miss any of our superstars like Michaela jumping in. 11th hour. Love you. I am all for luck. Dropping the mic. Peace. Deuces. Deuces. Michaela out. Hey, we feel you. Look, if, if Broncos fans ultimately have to console themselves with Drew Locke, on, and I, again, I think you're going to see a Drew Locke on the come. He's going to be galvanized by Teddy. I think he's going to get the full year with, with um, Shermer and, and the scheme and his teammates. I still am very bullish on Drew having a good year if he ends up being the guy. Yeah, and it's just so funny to me that some, you know, most of Broncos country that supports uh, Locke, they have to be the silent majority. Literally, they have to say, I support your lock. Don't tell anyone. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really kind of sad to me. Uh, James again. Thanks brother. Sutton, Noah, Albert, Patrick, Gordon, Williams, Hamler. Rogers can work with that and a top five defense. I believe Rogers wants to win, but you can't win without talent. Yeah, bro. I mean, it's a, it's a who's who of young guys just waiting to explode on the NFL scene. And, you know, Rogers is ready. You don't even say out of the package. Like he's a, He's 16 years out of the package or however long it's been. This guy, you just plug in, you change your nomenclature and say, all right, hey, dude, what do we call this play? All right, here's the Aaron Rodgers playbook. Can we call it this so our players don't have to relearn things? Boom, you go. Can't win without good coaching either. And Rodgers proved that in Green Bay. For as good as he is, a future first ballot Hall of Famer, what was it, 7-8 and in the postseason, Chad, all time? Right? Cautionary tale. One title? I mean, so – you put Rodgers with the Niners and Kyle Shanahan, yeah, that's that's a no-brainer. But but Rodgers and Pat Shermer, that could be the the disconnect between the Broncos and winning a Super Bowl if they go and sell the farm for someone like Aaron. By the way, according to uh, this article, he's eleven and eight all time in the postseason. Eleven wins, uh, tied with Troy Aikman and Roger Staubach, both Cowboys guys, for some distinction here. How many yeah. NFC titles though? Uh, yeah, one, one NFC title, but he's been to five, I think total, but either way, we're out of time here. Uh, Dale, uh, appreciate you, bro. People forget Judy and Hamler were rookies, great potential, but still raw. Not only that Dale, but dropping balls like crazy. Both of them highly ranked amongst the league's worst drops. So yeah, another fact that gets omitted in the whole Drew Lock conversation. That's why it's in my previous point. Did he really have everything last year? No, the deck in many ways was stacked against Locke, and we saw what happened because of that. Peter Parker again. Thanks, buddy. ESPN's Bill Barnwell, a 2022 first, 23 first, Tim Patrick and Pat Sertan for Rodgers and Eric Stokes, the rookie they drafted from Georgia. With a post-June first first designation, fair for both sides, pull it. So I think that's Peter. What Peter's referencing is what Rank referenced in his article about ESPN floating Patrick Sertan and all that. So, yeah, it'll be interesting, man. I'm, we're going to write an article about it here tonight uh, that, that should be out soon. 
Was Stokes a first rounder or was uh, he a second I rounder? I think he was second round. Because I'd be surprised if they trade Rodgers and a first rounder, which would Stokes would be for that collection of picks, which would include a first rounder and Sertan. I thought Wait they took him toward the back Eric end Stokes, of the first. Eric Stokes. Oh, that's the wrong one. Hold on. Eric Stokes. I could have sworn. 2021 NFL trip. Maybe they did. Hold on. He might have been their late first round pick. Yeah, 29th. You're right. Yeah, I don't I don't think that's a fair deal. You're talking Rodgers and, and essentially a first round pick for the Broncos collection of picks. I don't yeah. think it gets it done. Dale, what's up, dude? Thanks. The entire offense was super young. Patience, Broncos fans. Preach. Preach, my dog. Uh, James again, and then we got to get on out of here. Uh, he says all the, all that was nothing to do with him and his footwork. Talking about Drew, uh, or him not being able to read defenses, or having a hard time uh, getting out of his first read. Uh, well, James, let me just say this Zach, and then you say your thing, and then we'll dip out. The thing you're omitting in that, hey, we're not saying that that wasn't a problem. We saw that too. All right, we have eyes, but what you're missing in the analysis, what's getting lost in that, is the fact that. New coordinator, shows up, didn't even meet his coach in the flesh until training camp, day one of training camp. Then he gets hurt. And training camp, by the way, not a traditional training camp. That was not a normally structured training camp. That was amended to accommodate the NFLPA. No preseason. You're missing all that too. So that you don't think that played a role? You don't think that there's a reason why Drew from week 11 on looked much more in command as far as his reads and all that stuff? Yeah, it's because the reps finally piled up and now he – Knew the scheme, right? So look at that through a positive lens in terms of if he ends up being the guy this year, look at how he played once he got comfortable in the scheme. Give you a little bit of a uh, little bit of hope. Well, obviously, Chad, you know, it goes without saying now the Broncos should fire Locke, the quarterback coach, and Locke, the coordinator. He did a terrible job last year coaching his own weaknesses. Oh, wait, the Broncos have an OC, and they have a quarterback's coach, and they hired their OC, who's a quarterback guru. They hired him to fix Locke and develop Locke. So if he's failing to go through his first reads, if he's failing with those basic necessities, why doesn't Shermer get any of the blame for failing in his job? Obviously, it falls on Locke. But to excuse Pat Shermer on that, that's where, again, is the disconnect for me. It's on both of them. Both failed last year, big time. Dylan, we'll get you back on soon, brother helping us out in the chat, moderating. And of course we had a great time talking to you. So we'll make that happen very, very soon. I'll be in touch, bro. But guys, that's got to do it for tonight. Thank you for making it another great week of podcasting for Zach and I here at the huddle up podcast. We love each and every one of you, whether you're with us live listening after the fact is an on-demand podcast. And again, blown away Zach by how many people actually are listening to this thing on Apple podcasts and everything else. So thanks you guys. I'll see you Sunday night, but if you are a supporter on Facebook of Mile High Huddle, you'll get to see Zach's mug Sunday at noon. So you'll get you'll get it a little bit early, and I'm really excited for what you're going to talk about Sunday for Kelberman's Corner. But other than that, sign us on out, Zach, and have a great weekend, brother. You too, and uh, everyone out there, thank you guys for another great podcast, another great Mile High Mailbag. Have a great Thursday. Have a great Friday. Have a great weekend. We'll see you guys Sunday night tomorrow. What did the shows the weekend, Chad? I can't ever remember. Saturday night's Mile High Insiders. Tomorrow is Dove Valley Deep Divers. Sorry, Lance and Eric. Yeah, but follow Mile High Huddle Huddle on Twitter, at Mile High Huddle. Follow Chad and Jensen on Twitter. Follow Calvin NFL on Twitter. Uh, Follow the Huddle Up Pod on Twitter. And if you can, guys, be sure to subscribe, like, and share. It helps us out more than you know. We appreciate it from the bottoms of our souls. Thank you, guys. And we'll see you guys Sunday night. Take care. And as always... Go Broncos. 
Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal.